1: Welcome, guys. So excited to be here today. Today, I'm here with Eric Mittenthal, who is the vice president of public affairs for the North American Meat Institute, as well as the president of the Hot Dog and Sausage Council, Eric Mittenthal. Thank you so much for joining me here today.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be on.
1: Dude, I am. I'm so excited to actually talk to you about hot dogs. So last year, I heard about your hot dog ambassadorship regional for the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, and I found out about it three days after the submissions were due and I kind of lost my mind a little bit on the podcast because I was very upset that I wasn't able to submit so ever since it has been my year-long goal to become the Southwestern hot dog ambassador of 2019 and um, I didn't I wasn't really sure how to go about this but I'm so happy that you met up with me today so what does your job entail
0: So I'm the hot dog top dog. Uh, My job (laughs) is to lead the promotion of hot dogs and sausages as the great all-American foods that they are. We also bust myths about what's in hot dogs and how they're made and all those kind of common questions that are out there. And then more largely, I'm also vice president of public affairs for the North American Meat Institute. And the Hot Dog and Sausage Council is a project of the Meat Institute. And so I also do a lot of work with media about all kinds of meat and, uh, and helping to tell the story of, of meat and uh, as, as also a beloved American food and something that 95% of Americans eat every day.
1: Dude, and I really appreciate you and the existence of not only the North American Meat Institute, as well as the Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Now, how did you get into this line of business? Like, do do you view yourself as a as a meataholic?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely a meat lover. Uh, I always have been, always will be. Uh, And I'm a communications guy, you know, career wise. I was a TV reporter, and I made the switch to do PR and and work in the food industry, and. Uh, managed to to land myself this job and and it's been a dream come true ever since.
1: Dude, that's awesome. Now you you did mention uh, busting myths about hot dogs and sausages. What do you think is the number one myth that people should know about that is actually not true?
0: Well, the number one myth is what goes in them. Uh, mm. Everybody thinks it's it's everything but the oink is is the old saying, and that's not true.
1: <laughs> that's a good saying, though. <laughs> everything but the oink. It's
0: it's a great saying. It, it it you know flows very nicely, but it's not actually the facts. Uh, the facts are that hot dogs are made with the cuts of meat that are simply sliced away from steaks and roasts. Uh, it's very similar to the meat that goes into most hamburgers as well. The difference is that that meat is just ground really finely into kind of a paste and it's mixed with spices to kind of give it that flavor that that you know from a hot dog and stuffed in the casing and cooked and it's as simple as that and there are products out there that have organ meats in them Um, they're actually kind of specialized beloved products in the regions where they're in but when those products do include uh, organ meats, that's on the label. So oh. what you see on your label, if it, you see beef, pork, chicken, that's what's in there. And if it's going to be an organ meats, some of them include liver, uh, liver will be on there uh, on the package as well. So you know exactly what you're getting when you look at that label.
1: Well, and also I remember uh, so many people have given me so much shit for how much I love hot dogs in the past. It's like, oh, it's, it's the anus. Oh, it's the lips. But at the same time, even if it was, I would be fine eating that because then you're using all of it. What does it matter to me? I think it's better to use the whole animal, don't you think?
0: Yeah, well, there's a big movement for nose-to-tail eating, and you know, hot dogs don't use the the lips and anuses so much. Right, um, but, <laughs> but there there are a lot of people who who really treasure those products, uh, both here in the U.S. but particularly abroad. And one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that here in the U.S., we value certain products. We really like our steaks and our roasts and our ground beef and hot dogs. But all of the other products that we're not so interested in, a lot of those intestines and things like that that Americans don't want to eat. People, other people around the world love those products it's you know it's very cultural uh, the kind of the kind of meat or kind of animal product that you like so those are exported to other parts of the world where they are more valuable and it's a way that we're able to utilize the, the entire animal as best we can
1: well also I mean I feel like you pay more money for that kind of stuff anyway usually it's the same as when people get worried about getting dosed with their weed where it's like why why, why would they put a bunch of LSD in your weed if you got to pay extra for that
0: that is true. I, I can't relate to the LSD and weed example. I apologize for <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: No, no, it's for the best. I just remember my mom is always scared. She's like, you never know with the marijuana, there could be LSD in it. But I think it's just because she read, what was that? Not the one with the Stay Gold Pony Boy. There was one with a kid named Eminem. He got laced with something. But again, it was in the 1960s. Everything was different then. Uh, So in the Hot Dog and uh, Sausage Council, it works underneath, like you said, it works underneath the umbrella of the North American Meat Institute. So are there other councils or organizations underneath the institute that are for other parts of meat?
0: No, not so much. Uh, Hot dogs and sausages kind of got their own focus primarily because of those myths and, and the idea that hot dogs and sausages are somehow worse for you than other products. There was a big push in the 70s to kind of restrict hot dogs and sausages because of health concerns. Uh, all the research that's been done since then indicates that those concerns are unfounded. Uh, and so there's that, a lot of that misinformation is kind of s- is still around. And so that's why hot dogs and sausages sausages kind of got their own. And at the Meat Institute, we, we communicate about uh, all, all red meats and we also uh, represent turkey products as well. Oh, hell yeah. And so you know, when there's questions about Uh, beef, pork, lamb, veal, uh, anything in there, uh, we're we're there answering it and and certainly out uh, promoting those as best we can. And there are also promotion boards for those specific products, just the, the general commodities. So there is a beef board that is specifically designed to promote beef and a pork board. And so we work together with those groups to, to promote those products as well. But those groups are specifically tasked with beef and pork, and there's a lamb and veal as well.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I feel like a beef board and a pork board are exactly the kind of porns I would also love to enjoy as well. So all of this is really getting, it's getting my, my sausage going. Now, how do you feel about corn dogs? Corn dogs are awesome. Yeah, do you think that corn dogs are, so are they under your jurisdiction as well?
0: Yes, a corn dog is a hot dog just with a different wrapping. So, and in fact, we asked a few years ago... What's your favorite regional style of hot dog? And within that, we included corn dogs, and corn dogs were most popular. Really? so people really love corn dogs, and uh, they're they're a great product and and something that is you know just kind of an all American food along with the standard hot dog.
1: Now, I speaking of the regional hot dogs, so I saw on Hot Dash dot org the different regional hot dogs. Now, I did see as someone that is the hopeful to be the southwestern. Hot dog ambassador of 2019. Now, I did notice that it just said the California dog. Is there a reason why you didn't go into like the LA street dog versus the Dodger dog? Because they are definitely two different things. I'm new to LA, so I'm learning about the LA hot dog culture as someone that was a New York native because I was always number one dirty dog all the way. And now that I live here, there's just, it is weirdly such a huge hot dog culture. And I saw on your website as well that. Los Angeles has one of the highest consumer rates of hot dogs in the nation. So how do you feel? Have you ever had like the L.A. street dog versus a Dodger dog?
0: So, yeah, L.A. sells the most hot dogs of any city in the country, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think LA's all vegan and plant based and all that. No, no, no. They love their hot dogs. It's interesting. L.A. hot dog culture, in terms of kind of being a standard hot dog, is a lot less defined than other places around the country. Yeah, other places kind of have their hot dog, and LA you have the street dog. It's kind of the bacon wrapped hot dog, and the Dodger dog is certainly kind of the the baseball icon there. And the Dodgers also sell the most hot dogs in the major leagues.
1: They're so big.
0: Yeah, it's it's enormous, which is which is amazing that they sell as many as they do as yeah. well. Yeah, but yeah, it's there's not a real truly defined. LA hot dog. So, I mean, I think the street dog is probably more so, um, the, the Dodger dog isn't necessarily a regional style as much as it is just a a type of hot dog that's that's popular at the ball game there.
1: Well, and I do find it interesting as well that I've had numerous street dogs when I go to like the the little vendors uh, out of the carts that are actually using sausages instead of hot dogs. Do you feel personally attacked when something like that that is labeled as a hot dog, but it's actually a sausage?
0: No, a hot dog is a sausage, but a sausage isn't necessarily a hot dog. So a, a, a hot dog fits into the larger sausage category. So. A lot of times products that you might might kind of consider a hot dog are really actually not necessarily hot dogs. They're sausages. A good example is here in Washington, D.C., we have the half smoke, which is a beef pork blend with kind of a spicy kick to it. Mm. And it's, it's sold as a hot dog. It's not technically a hot dog. Um, a hot dog wouldn't have that that blend and spice mixture that that they, that it is. But a lot of people call it a hot dog, you know, when you, when we talk about it, we talk about it as a hot dog, but it's actually a sausage. So that's kind of probably what you're seeing in LA a lot, too.
1: Now, is that the same? So it's like if you're if we're talking the sausage going back to the word umbrella here. So does that include knockwurst, bratwurst, kielbasa, like does that so is that just an overall term for tubed ground meat?
0: Yes, sausage is, is kind of the overall term and the differences between all of those is based on the spices that are used. Uh, the the type of grind can be a little different. A, a hot dog is ground much more finely than a, tr- a traditional bratwurst or some of the other ones. Um, and so, so, yeah, all of those kind of fall within the sausage category. And generally, a sausage is going to be ground up meat that's stuffed into a casing and cured in some way. Mm. Um, those are kind of the most important elements to it.
1: Now, this, I don't know if this is too personal of a question, but what is your favorite way to eat a hot dog?
0: I'm a chili dog guy. Ooh. Uh, I, you know, coming from the South, I love a good chili dog. It's what I grew up on. And so if I'm going to make kind of my ideal hot dog, I go chili dog. But it's one of those things, too, that with all the different regional varieties... I love to eat the, the hot dog that's most popular in, in every city that I go to. So I eat a lot of different types of hot dogs and, uh, and and they're all great. I've yet to have one that I thought, ooh, that's really not for me. The only thing that, that I've been a little reluctant on is there's some there's a place in Cleveland and, and I've seen it a few other places as well where they're topping the hot dog with peanut butter. and Yeah,
1: it's not really my bag. I, yeah, I, I feel you on that. I, I don't really like the sweet and savory on my hot dog, uh, Necessarily, but how do you feel about so how do you feel about the Chicago dog then see i'm I'm not against'm I'm, I'm kind of against tomato on a hot dog, but I understand that that is sacrilegious even to say, especially people that are Chicago dog lovers it would you say that like that was in your top five hot dogs?
0: Oh yeah, definitely the Chicago dog I, the the blend of flavors is is really great. And it, it it just really works. And so I've I've been a big fan of Chicago dogs. That was one of the hot dogs that I, I'd had it before I started here, but I didn't have that until adulthood. Um, and so I, it was kind of a late introduction to, to, to hot dogs for me for the Chicago dog. But uh, it's a really good one. And, and certainly if I'm in a place where I can get a good Chicago dog, I always do. The tomato thing. Uh, the, the tomatoes work there, but that's one of the reasons why you don't put ketchup on a hot dog. Thank because, you. you know, in Chicago, you've already got the tomatoes. Exactly. So you don't need ketchup. That was
1: actually my next question, which is, do you think that ketchup, I refer to ketchup as chup because I'm fairly anti-chup. And uh, a ketchup on a hot dog is something that, to me, makes me – it makes me – angry. It actually does kind of make me angry. I think it is a mustard only food. I understand every there's different strokes for different folks, but it does make me feel good that the top dog also says that chup on a hot dog is sacrilegious.
0: Our etiquette guide says that if you're over the age of 18, you should not be putting ketchup on a hot dog. We get <laughs> a lot of pushback for that.
1: So <laughs> they're
0: really mad at us over over that and you'll see on our Facebook page we have some one-star reviews simply because we, we say no ketchup over the age of 18, but uh, in places like Chicago, they say never, ever, and they kick you out of the city if you want to put ketchup on a hot dog. We're a little more forgiving than that. Hell yeah. It's, it's, it's just not the ideal mixture. If you want to put ketchup on your hot dog, you know, go for it. You're just not eating the hot dog in, in the, its most finest form.
1: Exactly. You're just not eating it properly. So now I did see uh, also on hot-dog.org that um, hot dogs are considered... This is you know It's the big question I'm sure you get a lot Sandwiches Not
0: considered sandwiches It's
1: not considered sandwiches Now Ruth Bader Ginsburg On Stephen Colbert Was given the definition of a sandwich Saying that it is two slices of bread With anything filling in between it So she said that it is a sandwich Now I personally view a hot dog If we're going to go down this road As more of a taco It's American taco How do you feel about this?
0: A hot dog is a hot dog. I mean, you're right. It, it's it's not a taco. It's not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. <laughs> and I I saw the Ruth Bader Ginsburg interview, and you know, it's interesting. As a Supreme Court justice, her job is to make a, a a judgment on the evidence that's presented to her. And Stephen Colbert presented her evidence, but she only got one side of evidence. So it made sense that she made her judgment based off of Peace the evidence that Colbert provided her. But I would say if I went in front of, a, of the Supreme Court and had a debate with Stephen Colbert or whoever, uh, I would win 9 nothing on hot dog not being a sandwich.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I, uh, just, I, you know what? Let, we got to make this happen. I don't know how, but we're going to figure out how to make this happen. If it's something that you're into, I think we can get Stephen Colbert. I think we can get to him at least. We'll try. Now now we're to get down to the brass tacks. Now, what do you believe are the attributes of the perfect hot dog ambassador? And what what would you hope an ambassador would accomplish with their title?
0: Well, we want our ambassadors to be passionate hot dog consumers and not just people who like to eat hot dogs. We know everybody likes to eat hot dogs. Right. Uh, We want somebody who is truly going to be the hot dog spokesperson and the one who is out there you know, leading the efforts to, to promote hot dogs just, just as the same as we are. And so we had some really – it was a really tough decision last year. We had really great applications, and we asked people for their hot dog resumes. Right. And so we wanted to know what makes you qualified to be the ambassador. And the ambassadors are folks – uh, like we, the, the gentleman uh, in the Southwest, uh, a guy named Tom Lohr, uh, he's uh, I believe in Arizona now, he was in New Mexico, either New Mexico or Arizona. Uh, he's gone back and forth a little bit. Um, he did a baseball tour and blog. He wrote a book yeah. about his, his hot dog adventures. And so it's that kind of person who loves hot dogs so much that they're going to write a book and, and publicly promote their love of hot dogs in every way that they can.
1: Now, would you say that someone could be adding to the hot dog ambassadorship by saying, which is what I was planning on adding to my hot dog resume, things like the pro hot dog and sausage songs that I've written that are just covers of other songs that I just write pro meat lyrics for? Do you think that is that enough or do I need to go further?
0: That's a good a good step. I mean, I I, I like I, we like the good the songs. Um, certainly, you've got a good platform for uh, for for highlighting your your love of hot dogs and sausages, and but it's not necessarily just about the platform. It's uh, yeah, it's it's showing those examples of of things that you've done that. Uh, dedicated, that show your love in the Midwest. Our hot dog ambassador was one of the um, was one of Vienna Beef's uh, hot dog. Uh, they didn't have the ambassadors, but um, you know they they won the competition there, just showing their love of hot dogs. So you know they they had a, a true passion that, that they've shared in multiple multiple ways, and that's kind of the, what what we were looking for.
1: Now, I see that that you don't accept people voting for the hot dog ambassador. So how do you guys pick when you go through the – is there – do you have a council yourself that you actually sit down and go through everything with?
0: Yeah, we went through all the resumes, and we narrowed them down, and uh, I, I think I, I did the first cut. I, I looked at them all and said, okay, here's, here's people who could qualify, and then I gave them to our staff, and I said, narrow them down even more, and we did – and uh, and that's how we landed on our, our on our ambassadors we've done voting in the past yeah. and uh on different things in the past and so it's a little challenging because certainly it becomes a popularity contest amongst uh people who have larger followers than others right. uh, and and you know, there's benefit to that but but we want that hot dog passion to shine through uh as well so uh in this case i think we chose and uh we haven't decided if we're doing it again so so I, I've I've heard from a few people that, that want to be hot dog ambassadors. So we might we might give it another go round and have two ambassadors, or or make it a uh, a yearly service uh, thing, and we'll retire you as an ambassador over a year Hell yeah. after a year. But uh, we have we got to figure that part out.
1: How would you give advice to anyone that wants to break into the meat industry, that wants to be to be someone on the forefront of promoting the, the health and the like, and also myth busting like you've gotten into? How would you like if someone that is not working in public relations?
0: Well, having a communications background helps. Yeah, uh, and understanding effective communications and ways to uh, and, and just how to effectively communicate and work with uh, a range of of people. I work with media and, and influencers and and podcasters and and all kinds of folks. But there certain it has to be a certain amount of of belief and passion in what you do as well. Um, you know, I certainly would not be an effective communications person for PETA.
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: you've gotta you've gotta kinda have your heart in it too to be able to do it and, and do it well.
1: So do you have any tips for me and me continuing to show my love for meat? Do you have any tips of wh- what I can do in my in my career to help you with your job overall, just regardless of ambassadorship?
0: We gotta get the meat podcast going.
1: All right, I'm in. I'm. I mean, you know what? I said it to the boys, and the boys are completely down. Are they. Uh, I'm referring to Ben Kissel, Henry Zebrowski, Marcus Parks that run the Last Podcast Network, and they're also on Last Podcast on the Left. And I think that. Um, I think that maybe we can get something going. Would you do it with me?
0: I would definitely do a me podcast. Yeah. Yes. I I, I can talk about meat all day. No problem.
1: Hell yeah. Meat too. That's the better hashtag that no one else talks about. That sucks you guys can't use that.
0: Yeah, I don't think we we can go there.
1: (laughs) All right. So just my final question. Again, thank you so much, Eric Mittenthal, for joining me today. Final question. If you could create a hot dog with the toppings that represented your personality, what would they be? Now, my hot dog would be an all beef bacon wrapped brat that has pickled onions and pickled jalapenos and blue cheese on top. Not your standard and also with mustard. Now that's not for everybody but I think that that is a good representation of me because I'm definitely pungent and I'm stiff but I'm also delicious. What do you think? Wow,
0: that's a that's a tough question. You know, I, I get asked a lot of different questions uh, in my my role as the hot dog, top dog. That's that's one I've never been asked before. So, so congratulations. Thank on, you. i uh, nailing me with a question I've never been asked before.
1: <laughs> but I understand also if you need to take your time to think because this is, I thought about this for a while yesterday. We, uh, we launched the Last Podcast Network Twitch channel yesterday, and this was the final segment. And they gave me some extra time because they knew that this was something that, you know, this is part of my platform. This is the kind of thing that I need to know about offhand. So I also understand if it is, you know, if it's a lot to ask.
0: Yeah. So I have I have some thoughts. Uh, first of all, it, it's it's got to be a uh, it's got to be a, a natural casing hot dog. Okay. Uh, because you know I've I've got some snap, so I, I got yeah. that. I've got that snap involved. so so I've got to have the, the natural casing hot dog. I, I think I think the chili is important. you got to have some of that spice in there. I'm not so spicy. I'm not jalapeno spicy, mm. uh, but, I, but I think some good good chili. I'm, I'm a little messy uh if you saw my desk right now which is what part of why we're not on, vi- on video doing this uh <laughs> you know the, the chili would would uh, get a little messy uh, <laughs> top so it's, it's okay it doesn't it doesn't negatively impact anybody but uh but it can be a little messy
1: i understand
0: and and you know what i i would add i'm gonna go a little seattle style for for my other edition a okay. little bit of cream cheese uh, it, it, it's nice and smooth adds a, adds a good flavor to the hot dog surprisingly good a lot of people think mm, cream cheese on a hot dog surprisingly good and and that j- chili cream cheese combination a little spicy but adds some smoothness to the to it Ooh. that's me and a hot dog
1: that sounds amazing well especially yeah i put sour cream on my chili which i know that offends some people but that's why it makes perfect sense that sounds like a great dog, and I think that we need to make this dog happen. I'm going to talk to my guy over at Vicious Dogs. I'm, I've become friends with the manager of the hot dog place around my corner, and his name is Willie, and he's fabulous. And I'm going to see. I'm going to, I'm going to try and get the Eric dog made for you. And then I'm going to I get pictures it. taken. And I'm, I'm very – I think that we can do this. I think we can do this. Thank you so much for joining me today, Eric. Again, Eric is the Vice President of Public Affairs for the North American Meat Institute, as well as the President of the Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Thank you so much again, Eric. And I, I hopefully we will be talking to each other soon, maybe about yeah. meat and on a podcast.
0: Anytime. Love talking meat. And uh, I, I very much support your love of hot dogs. And so I, I definitely, if, we're, we're, if we do the ambassador or whatever we do, I'm gonna let you know. We're gonna get you involved, and and we'll get you we'll we'll, we'll get you some some uh, good swag out of it at a minimum.
1: Hell yeah! Thank you so much. We will talk to you soon, and thanks again for listening, guys. We'll talk to ya. Bye.
0: It's time to stop making excuses. The peace of mind you get after a colonoscopy is worth it. It's the best way to prevent and detect one of the deadliest cancers. In fact, your doctor can remove precancerous polyps during the procedure if necessary. That's right, before it even turns to cancer. No buts about it. Get a colonoscopy at 45 and follow up every 10 years or as recommended by your doctor. Find a location or schedule now at avera.org slash colon.